On this episode, we're going to the next level. Chris and I are talking with Troy Johnston, co-founder of Seller Tools. And Chris, we talk about some fascinating things that you can do with ManyChat flows and how to own your Amazon customers. And Troy, I mean, how how impressive is he? Gosh, he we we mentioned it. We only talked for like 30 or 45 minutes, but there's so much more we could talk about. He, He's next level and we keep saying that, but he's got some really good content. Yep. And it's really fun to learn something, something new and some of his post purchase strategies and even strategies to, uh, you know, launch products. They're, they're really fascinating and it's, everything's changing all the time. So when you see and have a discussion on, on what's coming up, what people are doing right now, that's at the, at the forefront, it's really cool. And Troy's one of those. So let's jump in right now and listen to our discussion with Troy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 109 of Two Amazon Sellers and a Microphone, brought to you by Solozo. And today, Chris and I have the honor of chatting with Troy Johnston, the co-founder of Seller Tools. Troy, how you doing? Doing great, man. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, we were talking beforehand. You're down there in Orlando. Kind of jealous. It's nice I know down it. there. I know it. <laughs> coming but he's in. also from I... Kansas City. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're the connection there. Yeah. <laughs> I know the handshake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. And the barbecue okay. too. Oklahoma oh, Jesuits, you know. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Don't get me started. It's <laughs> I, I haven't had lunch yet. That sounds too good. I gotta get ready. <laughs> Oh man, well, Troy, we're pumped to have you on. There's all kinds of good stuff that we're gonna we're gonna talk about, and all the great things that you guys are doing over there, at Seller Tools. Um, but before we jump in, for anybody who's listening out there right now who doesn't know you or hasn't heard of you or Seller Tools, give us a background. Just how how did you end up in the Amazon space yourself, and give us a little overview of what Seller Tools does. Yeah, um, I mean the way the way that I got introduced to Amazon FBA, it was uh, it was just a really weird series of events, uh, to be honest with you. Um, I at, at at the time, now about six years ago, was working in a corporate gig. I was a project manager for uh, a company that was uh, doing marketing, digital marketing for uh, hotels, different hoteliers and travel industry. Mm -hmm. And me and my colleague at the time were always looking for side hustles, different ways of making making extra money. So we went down the path of real estate investing, but the uh, person that we started to follow, the community we were taking part in, uh, the leader of that community was an affiliate for uh, Amazing Selling Machine, which at that mm -hmm. point in time was, I think it was on their second iteration of their their course. And you know, she was talking about this opportunity on Amazon, this this, this thing called FBA, which we had never heard of before. And um, through that community, there was an angel investor that was saying, hey, I would finance somebody and pay for the course, pay for your initial inventory. Just tell me why you would be a good fit for me to kind of bankroll and, and provide the capital for this opportunity. So this cascade of events happens. I submit my interest in wanting to match up with this angel investor and they say, hey, yeah, you'd be a good fit. And uh, and that kicks things off. I start Amazing Selling Machine. I've got an angel investor kind of behind me watching me. Um, and I, you know, I started to really wrap myself slow. I was slow to start. Don't get me wrong. I, I, uh, I was still working hard and it was still on the side. Um, but, uh, 
but yeah, started to kick off the course at that time, you know, FBA was, uh, it looks, it looked a lot different than it does today. Um, but ended up finding a product through a few fail failures that was in the beauty space and ended up scaling that over about two, two, two and a half years. Um, failed my way through that, but grew it to, to have a pretty healthy, pretty healthy product mix, pretty healthy brand. Um, and that, that got acquired and was great to, great to realize that. And, uh, yeah, moved on from there to doing more consulting and advising, um, for, uh, folks that I had, had been able to meet in my networks. That was great. Those are opportunities that kind of fell into my lap, but equally, I would say competitive spaces, a lot of, a lot of supplement brands, uh, a lot of brands still in, in beauty, um, that are, you know, usually it's a pretty saturated thinking of really, uh, let's say more advanced ways of, of kind of cutting through, um, and substantiating your brand and then, then seller tools. And that was on the other side of, you know, kind of phasing out some of my work with clients where uh, I connected with my two, two partners, uh, at seller tools who sellers themselves, um, and the start of, of the company and the, and the software was truly solutions that, um, uh, one of my partners, uh, Brennan Morris was developing for his own brand, um, his eight figure brand where he was just wanting to maintain a small team, let tools really run things for him, uh, have really meaningful data. And that was always kind of that cornerstone to where, when he singed up with our other uh, partner and then myself, as we thought about, okay, let's make this available to everyone. Um, we, we just kind of broadened, broadened the, the feature set, but maintained that thread of these have got to be tools that make a difference for us. We would want to use them ourselves. We, it's a good gauge of like, if we're doing it right, we're excited to release it and have it in our own hands. Um, and yeah, that's really what we, we, we kind of focus on to this day is tools by sellers and really, really for sellers. And then at that, at that next level, that what's that difference? What's that unique element um, that focuses on what matters on Amazon ranking and reviews? Troy, you might have the best mic that we've ever yeah. had on the show. Because <laughs> uh, I mean, it is as close. It makes me look clear. good. It makes me like, <laughs> I try to stay close to it. <laughs> yeah, what it what is year was that? What year was that when you started ASM? Oh, ASM, that would have been uh, 16. Okay. okay. Yeah. Which what I think cool is ASM story. too. Yeah. yeah. The cool story though with the with the investor, I mean that that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it I mean it was uh it was a quite a wild ride because I come from a very conservative background. I mean, that's that's my parents' military. I thought I was gonna go the military route. So a lot of this was sort of laid out uh, ahead of me even before, you know, these opportunities. So when it came to the idea of like some a stranger, a, a true angel investor providing you funds and was supposed to be nameless and faceless that kind of phased out. Um, but you know, at the end of the day I had to structure and I ended up buying out that angel investor. And thankfully, um, they still saw, I think, I think they got a, you know, if, I, if, if memory serves me, I think they got like four, four X on their money. Um, uh, they didn't ask for exorbitant or over the top because they were seeing this too. They were seeing this business as I was growing it of like, they could have held on and held their peace and let that grow and, and really scale. Um, but they, they worked with me and, you know, again, still saw a, a pretty solid return, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't in such a way that I was hampered by that when I was thinking about uh, at that point in time, having to leave my full-time job and really commit to this, 
FBA thing and this this new brand I was building. What were some of the things that they were looking for when you submitted that proposal? Like, what what did you have to submit to them to make them feel comfortable with you? Like, what was that? Yeah, like? <laughs> it was probably the the most unhumbling uh, I've ever been. Uh, it, it was a bunch of hum very unhumble brags um, where I was just laying out, you know, why why it would make sense for me and what I had done up to that point, and um, and I you know I was just really over the top and. I, I was pretty pretty hungry at that point in time too. I think I think it was just taking that interest in the real estate side of things, and we were looking at wholesaling, a lot of things that would really take you to you know to to be pretty hungry and have the follow through, um, and conveying that my willingness to do what it would take to really build something substantial and be excited by it because it it was it was really intriguing. I mean, that's that's where I say it was at that point in time. There were still elements where it felt like maybe it was kind of get rich quick or maybe it was not mm -hmm. substantiated in that way um so i can empathize with people that see even see fba today and think oh you know that's that's something somebody else does and it's it, it doesn't it doesn't resonate with somebody that they can take it up and really make it their their own or their their own business so that, it was unique at that time for sure that uh 2016 time period was such a like a an in-between time period and that's because Chris and I got started like a year or two earlier than that in like 2014. And that was still kind of like the wild west. There was very few people talking about it. Uh, there was a couple podcasts and you could do like, you could really throw products up and you didn't have to focus on, you know, really branding or any of that stuff. 2016, more people were talking about it, more competition was coming in, but it was still easier to start than it is now. Right. <laughs> and then right, right after that's when a lot of Chinese uh, factories came direct right onto the marketplace but I, i'm did you follow the asm course just straight through i mean were you just hungry and just went down the everything they were telling you to do and because essentially you got in start in the beauty category that's a tough one to start in yeah no it, and honestly it was even more interesting how we uh, so myself and my, my colleague we're going through this together and we're taking the taking the course and taking the steps to to really build our business and it was a on a whim pdf that was giving different product ideas. And I can't remember if it was literally the exact product that we sourced or if it was like just one step removed. Um, but that kicked things off. And so actually me and my, uh, my colleague, we, we brought the same product to market. We competed directly with one another. We were both in oh. beauty. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, bittersweet right because it's like you know you're we're, we're we're competing uh but at the same time it sort of lit a fire under underneath both of us to say okay you know how big is this pie let's really throw some effort into it it was it, you know if you, if you were willing to expend the the time and money it was the 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 scale you could realize was so much quicker then right i mean i think mm -hmm. that right on to your point dustin it's it was it was a it was a good time to start a, a business in in the Amazon FBA space. <laughs> How did you know when to sell? Like, what made you sell? Yeah, um, there was there was a point in which, uh, yeah, I, I think there was things that were sort of the intangible and, and more unspoken. Where I had a sense of like what the array of products potentially could look like, and my my vision with the brand was to try to own a customer's sort of grooming or a bathroom experience for lack of a better phrase of if we can provide the cleanser, the toner, the moisturizer, the serum, the conditioner, the like if we can start checking off all of those boxes and then provide kind of a, 
uh, a variety of solutions there. I think that was compelling not only for us in terms of just our our brand, but also when it came to really courting and welcoming potential uh, acquirers, strate strategic buyers, um, for the brand narrative as much as what it's 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 really built on the Amazon side. So it was getting to that point, but there was also just an element of I I was really starting to feel exhausted from fighting the fight of. Beauty is really is a really tough space. Um, you have to really have the stomach for, you know, that that was sort of the flip side and probably closer into uh, seventeen and eighteen, where seeing the, I mean, the black hat listings coming down, account you know account suspension. You you would run through the gamut, um, and I remember that we we have uh, not so fond stories of. You know, again, I'll mention mention my colleague again, where he's you know, almost having like a mental breakdown at at my house because his main listing, his sort of hero product, comes down, and it's you know tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue at these early stages of your business, and you're just left like, oh, like what can I do? How can I change it? And you've just got to let it go through the the Amazon system to kind of rectify it. So. Um, yeah, I just kind of got to that, that point too, where it was the apex of, okay, I'm ready to move on, but I've built something that really has, has enough of the narrative. I think that's a big, a big part of, um, sort of identifying your assets and, and the, the, the brand equity that you've built, um, along with your PL and having your numbers lined up for, for the time of acquisition. But those are the, some of the things that, that went through my head. I, I was, I was ready. I was ready at that point to. <laughs> To bid it farewell, hand it off, and, and put it in the right hands. That, yeah, I think uh, Chris and I can relate to the uh, sleepless nights. Yeah. I was just about to jump in there and say, anytime I get an email yeah. like uh, yeah. your account question, I'm like, oh my gosh, what mm -hmm. more do you want yeah. from me? Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it's there's some dicey things that can happen for sure, and we've we've been through a lot of them as well. And but yeah, you 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 were selling before it was cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know it's, it's, you know, it's an interesting time. It, it, it was one of those things where it was, I, I, you know, I think when people reflect on that time, it's, it is the idea of things maybe being a little bit easier, but I think there are certain categories where it's like, you've got the scars, man. Like I, I think a lot of people are like, we're always asking me, why aren't you bringing a brand back online or anxious to start selling again? And it's like, you know, you, you've got a little bit of a uh, little bit of trauma from like, man, it, it, the stuff that you just have no control over. And then again, once you have 20, 25 products, your exposure is broadened and you know, one comes in, you, it just, you just normalize losing money and it's, it's, it's not fun. It's not fun. It's too bad too. It's really too bad. It's, it's too yeah. bad. You can't get like somebody on the phone with Amazon and figure something out beforehand or it's just like, you know, they shut it. They, they don't ask questions. It's immediate shutdown. And then you got to figure it out in the, in the, at the, at the back end, yeah. which really sucks. Yep. Guilty yeah. until proven innocent. You gotta, you gotta love the Amazon model. <laughs> you could be shut down for two or three days and that could be your profit for the month. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could be out big time. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then you start hiring people and yeah, your, your overhead gets very real. So you start yeah. thinking about the other people impacted and then it doesn't just become like, this is just me. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, yeah. it's one of those, you know, it, Amazon, they, they giveth and taketh away. It's <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people get confused seven and eight figures sounds awesome, <laughs> but it can, it can still be a wild roller coaster and you can still be unprofitable. Some, yeah. some, it can be tough, but 
so the transition, so you transitioned into consulting. Um, and then obviously now with, with seller tools, let's, let's talk a little bit about seller tools. What, what it, what it does, uh, some of the suite of tools that you have and, and then whoops, broke my pen. Uh, and then we'll go into, uh, we'll start talking about some of the main topics we want to get to today. Yeah. Um, what we do a lot today with seller tools is really focus on, um, really just ranking and reviews. Those are the objectives we want to achieve. And then where the tools help and really, um, support sellers is really simple features. You know, what comes to mind is review requests, uh, which is one of our newer features where, you know, we've all used buyer seller messaging. We've all thought of ways of, you know, crafting requests for reviews, hopefully safely, hopefully within terms of service. Um, but that's, that's sort of shown its age a little bit, whether it's customers opting out or just being worried about the, the language that you're using. Uh, fortunately with a, a tool like review request, um, Amazon has uh, given sellers the ability through their API. So this is terms of service compliant to send requests to all eligible orders to, for customers to receive an Amazon branded email, which is so great because, uh, for, for, uh, the truth of it is Amazon, uh, sellers can't really mess with it. Um, so it can't go South in the same way that buyer seller messaging, like the, the bad actors have made it worse for, for everyone. So simple, easy to set up features like that are great where you enable it. Every single uh, eligible order will get that Amazon TOS compliant uh, email re request for uh, review. Uh, where most sellers do tend to find us in terms of both reviews and uh, ranking is our integrations with tools like ManyChat. Um, is seeking out and finding ways to own more of the customer experience and customer engagement. Um, so obviously that usually translates into better reviews, if not uh, also mitigating negative reviews, which is, is can be often overlooked. Um, but with that control also lets you think about what's working best for ranking. How can I uh, encourage and positively impact different ranking factors? Um, so whether that's an optimized link, whether that's encouraging more page interactions, uh, whether that's in increasing uh, order value, um, a number of different ways that we can do that through our integration with with ManyChat and, and chat marketing as a whole. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, those are usually the ways that, uh, that that kick things off. But then we have keyword research, keyword tracking, listing optimization, competitive analysis, alerts. So there's a whole suite that is really making sure that your product is set up for success, most visible, but then also, you know, alerts are, are a lot of the things too that we're touched on. They're your peace of mind of, you know, what if my uh, title changes? What if I get a dog image on my, you know, what my, my listing comes down? Yeah, not let you uh, run into that un unpleasant surprise. Yeah. But let us <laughs> notify you, you know, save you maybe a day or two because, you know, this is where that those dollars and cents, that could be a 10,000, 50,000, you know, 100,000, depending on the scale of your brand um, uh, notification and uh, the response time that you have. So, so yeah, it's a pretty complete suite. And we've also got a Chrome extension. Um, that does, does a lot of um, unique data that we present. Um, so just to highlight one of those is uh, total Amazon traffic. We take the brain analytics data uh, to be able to look at Amazon sales and traffic and sort of see one of the big questions as sellers we, we uh, have seen and, and have ourselves is, is Amazon sales down? And this hmm. will give you an indication it will graph um, uh, sales activity approximate sales activity on Amazon to where you can see it against your sales and say, Hey, is it just me or truly is everybody's sales 
down on Amazon. So a lot of nifty stuff like that too, where we sort of say, what are we asking ourselves? What do we want to know? And then having that show up in some of the tools. That's a cool tool, actually. That's every Facebook group I'm in. Do you hear that question all the time? Right, sales, yeah, else, I know. I know. It's meme worthy. <laughs> anybody else that settles down today? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're we're very uh, tapped into the memes. That's that's when, when we see that a lot. We're like, huh? Well, maybe we can try to. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can answer that question. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's then it's worse when you're like, oh nope, everyone else's sales are great. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just mine. Oh, no. You talked about uh, you talked about mini chat. I mean, we've we've Dustin and I have talked about it before, but um, for those who don't know what that is, and I, I still get a lot of sellers who don't even know what that is when I talk to them. What what is that? What's that tool designed to do? Yeah, so mini chat is a it's a tool that integrates with Facebook to facilitate chat marketing. Um, what people often uh, may see or it's often recognized for is just using um, Facebook a Messenger to be able to communicate with your customer. Uh, but ManyChat includes three different ways to, to engage with your customer. You can email them, you can use Messenger, or you can use SMS. And so some of the ways that a, a, a seller or brand could use ManyChat, um, I sort of like to break it up in two parts of pre-purchase. So thinking about maybe I'm welcoming a customer into my mini chat flow. A flow is just a name for the journey that we take that customer on. And we engage with them in that flow through messenger. So we send them a, a Facebook message that says, Hey, you know, we have offer X, we'd love for you to take part. You can get access to it here. We can also send them a text message to follow up and say, Hey, did you take advantage of offer X? Um, and we can follow up with them via uh, via email as well. So those are three different kind of communication methods to take a customer through a, 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 a flow um, through ManyChat. And we also have the post-purchase side. And this is where, for us at Tools, we're spending a lot of time on this uh, when it comes to customer ownership, when it comes to, um, when you think about on the other side of somebody already buying your product, kind of voting with their dollar, so they've, they've invested in you um, and your product and that buying experience, of continuing that relationship, of further engaging that cu customer and further supporting them. Um, so often the low hanging fruit there when it comes to mini chat is using something like a product insert uh, or a sticker. It can, it can kind of serve the same purpose. Um, and a good example would be customer sees that insert, they scan the QR code that's on that insert, and then they're brought back into a mini chat flow. And we can engage with them initially on messenger and say, thank you so much customer for your purchase. We wanted to, you know, we can offer unique value in that flow. We can let them know we're here to support them. Uh, we can give them a unique piece of content that can address FAQs, uh, uh, four common questions, mitigate again, negative potential negative reviews. Um, but there's a lot of really creative ways. Um, and this is, this is one of the challenges with ManyChat is that you can do so much with it. We find that mm -hmm. sellers are maybe, and you probably are alluding to this too, Chris, is that um, people know it's popular and it's really effective. Um, and we have really big brands doing a lot of volume through ManyChat, uh, but we see sellers often just get intimidated because there's it's it's yours to do with it what you will. There's so much potential that it's, it's too much. It's massive. It's gotten it's gotten so much more complex than what it used like. There's certain rules now, like with like Facebook has rules like 24 plus one. Or I don't even know if that's still around, but there's this, there's so much going on now that like if you try to do it on your own, 
you'll probably get your account suspended somehow. <laughs> like not your Amazon <laughs> account, but you'll probably get your Facebook account suspended. So, I mean, I would definitely recommend anybody, if you're going to do a search like ManyChat, like go learn it or hire somebody to do it for you because it's a completely different world. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're spot on. And that's one of the things that we wanted to tackle through. So we've done this sort of two different ways where um, I have, I actually created a free uh, mini chat basics course that's really geared towards sellers. And it's like 60 minutes of content, like what, what you can learn in an hour just to understand, okay, what is mini chat? Uh, what are things like custom fields? Uh, how do I use their flow builder to build these flows? Um, and then the second thing we've done is we've developed and made available completely for free mini chat flows. So, you know, when you hear me talking about SMS and email and all that sounding like way too much, when we give away these free flows, it's that entire journey. So we know exactly where the customer is initially engaging with us. What type of, you know, uh, a copy or messaging are we sending? What kind of value are we sending them a free product, let's say, um, and we can do that all automatically through these free flows. Uh, but we knew that was the biggest thing. It's like if, if we can give, you know, if, if your objective is to, to um, you know, build a car, we'd, we'd rather just give you one and hand you the keys. And that's what these free mini chat flows are really all about is now you've got them in your hands. And that's the biggest part is the 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 elements, the flows themselves. Well, I'm a I'm a downloader. I took them. I took them from your site. So, uh, you know, yeah, go like if you're looking for mini chat flows. I mean, don't create them on your own because you're going to miss a step. I would definitely go download a flow like somebody's already packaged together, and then you just put it in your account and you just fill in the custom fields with your product. It's it's a lot easier um, than it than it used. Like it's harder now than it used to be, but uh, it's a great tool. So I've got some inserts here. I always like to keep these close by because uh, they're always fun to show off. But like uh, for those of you listening, I'm pulling up an insert here and it's got like a QR code. These are com becoming way more popular now. People are starting to understand what they really are. Um, in the past, people just like website, go here and do and, and do this. And, and now we even see people say text this number uh, to get a free bottle or something. Um, when you do the flows, you're these are all QR code based. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's well, it's a good best practice. Uh, what we recommend, especially if you're starting with your first product insert. You can include both a link and QR code that still has the same destination or same flow that's linked to it. Um, but in the in the um, in the COVID era, uh, I think a lot of people have gotten used to you know they're seeing menus where they need to scan the QR code. It's You're really right. normalized using using QR code. So we're seeing that increase of follow through and conversions um, to where yeah they can really they they can stand on their own. Um, and customers do know what to what to do. And we same same with the insert example that you have there. The value that you're offering the customer, the 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 why, uh, is very clear and compelling. You know, you've bought something. You want to you want to have them stand behind it to follow through on that that warranty offer. Uh, and that would be a big part of the strategy as well. Is like why why would I just simply engage with you as a brand? Mm -hmm. It, admittedly, these are again, cus they're your customers at this point because they've bought your product. We're not seeking out cold traffic or trying to find people, you know, through other various channels and sources. <clears throat> this is your customer. And it's a question of, are you going to continue that relationship? Um, and leading with value like that is a, is a absolutely best way to do it. Um, immediate. And then it opens up those communication channels. Same with text messaging too. Um, where you have like 90% plus uh, uh, open rates and follow through, 
we're, we all have our phones, you know, we all are from, we know how to, we know how to text. Um, you know, it's, it's, it comes with great power. Um, but something to be, you know, something to be utilized, uh, as well. Once you have that information. I'm seeing SMS just grow like crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife, we get these, these caffeinated bars, uh, verb bars. And they don't, they don't like, I don't get an email from them. I don't get any kind of mail from them. They just send me a text message when I'm ready to order. And I just click like, yes. So it's like, <laughs> it's super easy, which is kind of scary, but like more and more I'm seeing like text messaging that is being sent. And cause the open rates are outrageous. So I'm curious if that, if that's going to continue with, with more and more people uh, doing that. Cause you know, obviously with messenger, there's, there's Facebook rules, right? Like you can't just broadcast to all these people all the time. There's cert- certain rules uh, within that. Can, can you touch on some of those, Troy? What, what are some of those rules? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really great point. You have to, when it comes to Facebook and what's happened in the past six to eight months, uh, really since the U.S. elections of, of last year, Facebook became hypersensitive um, with how uh, other tools were integrating with their platform, engaging with um, their users um, and the things you could and couldn't say. And their policies sort of reflected this, but honestly, they just, you know, they, they just dealt with a very heavy hand. Things have definitely normalized, but the policies still remain intact where you need to make sure a customer has truly opted in, which is one of the first steps you'll see of, of really any mini chat flow. Um, you need appropriate tagging. Um, and this is what, again, we're getting into some of the mini chat flow elements, uh, but tagging lets, uh, lets Facebook know what the intent of the message that you're sending is to that customer. Mm-hmm. Um, and the spirit of what Facebook is saying, it's not bad. They're, they're trying to avoid spamming of their users, which we don't want to do as a brand either. Like we're, we're sort of on the same page there. Um, so I would want to make sure, you know, first time, first time you're using this, this isn't just like Facebook being the, the big bad brother. They're, they're sort of saying, treat these users right, make sure they opt in, let us know and kind of clarify some of the messages that you're sending. And then you alluded to uh, something like the 24 hour rule where Facebook isn't going to let you, okay, three months removed from your last interactions, you can't necessarily send a message to that customer. They do offer sponsored messaging. So if you pay Facebook, you say, Mm -hmm. hey, we value reaching out to this customer. They've monetized that. Um, But that's where those other two uh, channels, email and SMS, are really powerful. And there's an interplay here too, because you have all three at your disposal. SMS isn't bound by uh, that 24 hour rule. There's no tagging that you have to apply. Um, And then the same goes for email. And so for us as Amazon sellers, we get really creative with that. You you could see this in some of our flows where we touched on uh, our review request feature where we know we'll send out a TOS compliant review request. It's sitting in a customer's inbox. We'll take advantage of SMS where we have the 90, 95% open rates and we'll time when we send that text messages to when we know they've received that email and say, hey, we noticed Amazon sent you a request for feedback. Did you have a chance to leave it? And so you sort of marry these things together where you've got TOS compliant, really elegant way for Amazon to request reviews. We take 95% open rates and we, we don't, we're not over the top. We're saying, hey, did you have a chance? We noticed Amazon sent you an email. We hope you had a, you know, the, the option to, to leave your feedback. Um, so those are some of the creative ways you know, we, we tie in. And it's all automated, too. That's the beauty of this. There's not somebody, you're not having to sit in front of your computer and send a customer a message and monitor you know, when that review request goes out. You set the sequence. 
you support it. You know, again, these are humans. Uh, there's not robots going through these customer flows and journeys. Um, but if they fall out or if they have questions, you're there to uh, you're there to support them and and take them through that journey. I think all this is so fascinating, um, just because it's 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 a step beyond where the Amazon seller typically starts. You know, it's, it's now, and we're essentially we're talking about ways to own your customer, uh, because when they buy on Amazon, yeah, they bought your product, but you don't really own them. You can't just email them, hey, come to my website and buy, you know, from me directly. So these, all of these are tactics to just be able to really add value to that customer and then be able to, you know, answer questions they have or, or push them new products or new launches. So it could be huge to own that information. Um, so when, when you talk about the insert cards, what value proposition do you see working the best? Like Chris held up a warranty, uh, but there's all kinds of other creative value propositions you can give to get people to actually scan that QR code and get into the flow. What what kind of what kind of creative ones are you seeing that work really well? <laughs> that's another big one. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's that's uh you know if if you can uh, if you have the inventory and the and the capital, a free gift is great, um, but it does it does require a little bit more of an investment. Um, depending on how many products you have those inserts in, and obviously you need to fulfill. Um, fulfill and send customers those products. That's the highest value one. So it's a great way, um, even if you use it intermittently, you don't have to think about this into perpetuity where you're always using these inserts and you always have to fulfill that type of offer. But free gifts are great. Free samples are great. Mm. Uh, this is where really thinking about your, uh, your product, your category and your customer avatar uh, makes a lot of sense where you can extend that value. So is that an accessory that supplements the experience? Um, you know, being in beauty samples are always great because that's always an extension of, it's kind of a teaser to a, a, a future launch now that you own that customer. Um, and then, uh, you know, buy one, buy one, get one type of offers are, are good too. Um, and even doing that sort of post post purchase, but understanding what your, um, what you're truly offering and elevating that value. Free gift is a good one. The content delivery is another really solid one. Um, where if your product, let's say, um, requires more setup, um, you think about that customer buying experience as they're unpacking it, as they're understanding it, uh, ultimately using that product, does it need more of an explanation? This is where really harvesting from your reviews makes a lot of sense too, of what people really highlight, what people really don't like, how can you deliver a five to 10 minute video? Uh, and this is again, where ManyChat really shines because it's media rich. You can think about how I can send that video. What's going to get in front of them? Is it is it worth it to text that customer um, to get that great open rate and have them follow through? Um, and then warranties and registration. That would be kind of a third pillar to think about for products that um, that maybe are a little bit higher ticket uh, that may run into more potential. Um, you know, thinking about the the use of that product. Is it going to maybe wear out sooner? Um, is that something where you want to really convey that level of confidence. Um, one kind of asterisk into that strategy is that sometimes we do see sellers not managing their warranty or registration program uh, fully. So if you're going to offer it, make sure you're capturing all that data, you're following through with your customers, you're supporting it, because man, that can go south fast. You know, if all of a sudden your means of capturing who's signing up for this and you don't have, it doesn't have any teeth to it, um, 
yeah, that's, that's really an ineffective way, way to approach it. So, um, I would tr sort of treat it in that order too. If you can, if you can make free gift, uh, work and think about those supplemental, you know, accessory sample or, you know, same product, uh, free value. Um, those are just the value prop is so steep for the customer where you can at, you can ask for and get their email address. You can ask for and get their phone number. Um, because there's such an exchange of value taking place there. Let's, let's go through, and we haven't talked about this yet. Let's go through, um, we didn't type it. Let's go through like a, a strategy. Like, uh, I've got a product. Um, I want to launch the product, but I also want to use, I want to do post-purchase as well. So I'm going to be doing two different things. I'm going to be first launching a product uh, using ManyChat or using mm -hmm. some type of flow builder. But then I'm also going to be doing a post-purchase on the back end to make sure I, I get, the, get the review count. So wh where do you start? Like what's the, like if I'm launching this coaster or, or a beauty brand, wh where do you, what's the first thing you do? Yeah. So if we, if we think about how we're going to get in front of our potential customer, um, I would look at my, uh, I would look at, again, understanding where they are, where can I find them reliably? Is that going to be paid advertising? So Facebook ads really do stand out, but we're using a lot of influencer marketing. So where is my customer congregating um, in mass to a very receptive message where I can deliver uh, some unique value or maybe team up with an influencer? So let's say maybe let's take an influencer as a, as a good first step. We work with that influencer. We say, hey, we're going to run a uh, rebate offer. We're going to give our product. We're launching it. We're going to give away 100 units uh, to your audience completely for free. This is going to be select and available only to them. They just need to access it through this link. So we give that influencer the link that will direct those uh, customers to come through into our mini chat flow integrated with seller tools. Uh, we will limit. So seller tools facilitates limiting to that hundred customers that can come in the door. And then uh, once we look at those customers, we'll make sure that they're good to go. Uh, we actually have an ability to kind of look and identify, are they on any of our deny lists? Are they potentially mm -hmm. even bad actors? We'll, we'll look at them on the solo tool side. If they check out, we then direct them to, uh, to purchase. Uh, one kind of cool and advanced ways that you can do this is a strategy called social link laundering. I'm sorry, if I'm getting a little dense, you can, you can tell oh, me. Uh, <laughs> don't don't <laughs> you stop, Troy, now. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> but this is, this is a really great way uh, when we think about ranking factors, Amazon likes a, a diversity of signals. So um, uh, let's, let's really blow this out. So if we took a those 100 customers, Let's say we wanted to send, uh, we, we cut them up into thirds and we, we, uh, we do this all in many chat. We send a third to YouTube to watch a, a short video and click a link in the description. We send another third to a link on Twitter. And then we send a final third to, let's say a link on, on, uh, on Instagram. We have in our, our bio, the, the link to our product. That's an optimized link. Every one of those touch points, we direct a customer to purchase in, in an optimized way. And this is where the social link laundering comes into play. Because what we're saying to Amazon is these three different traffic sources um, at a relatively large scale, we have customer and buyer interest before they land on our uh, product detail page. So we're, we're giving them that variety of, of signals. So those customers will then go in, they'll purchase on our detail page. Um, once they do that, we'll then follow up with them and say, Hey, we'd love to, uh, verify your order. It's going to be part of them receiving the rebate. So they verify through seller tools. We make sure, yep. Product has been ordered. It's either pending or shipped. So it's going to be on, on the way to that customer. 
We then look at the purchase. We'll make sure the right ASIN was purchased. We'll pull the, the uh, uh, purchase total and then rebate them in real time and make sure that the, that customer receives that value, uh, that value right away. And so if that was the pre-purchase side of things, I know you'd mentioned the, the, the post-purchase. Um, if we left it there, the post-purchase would then have the, uh, the product insert to where we would encourage that customer to then scan, uh, scan the product to receive it. Um, and I guess if these if these folks are already rebate, let me let me use it. We'll use a content example. So let's say we've harvested from reviews. This is really solid FAQs. This isn't going to get ahead of one, five, ten negative reviews that it's going to really damage our listing. We then direct them to uh, a piece of content that they can consume. We'll then follow up with them and say, "Hey, we would love for the opportunity for you to to leave a review. Reach out to us if you need any support." Then we wait. We set a, a trigger. So let's say we wait five days and then send out, we ask Amazon, Solo Tools does on your behalf, can I send out that TOS compliant review request? If Amazon gives us the green light, that shows up in their inbox. And let's say we wait two days on the other side of that and send the customer a text message and say, hey, we noticed Amazon has sent you a request for review. Did you have a chance to leave your feedback? So that would be sort of a really refined version, I would say, where we would get the ranking piece, we'd get some social link laundering in there, and then we've got the review request where we've got the TOS compliant automated plus the um, plus the follow-up and the 90, 95% open rates with the text message. So we've got a lot of confidence in our ability to rank and review through through ManyChat. Talk about the, the social links and why yeah. you just don't use like a two-step two, two URL. Why, why are you using social links instead of just the random link builders you can get? Yeah, this is uh, this is really where we look at and really try to break down um, it, it ultimately rank factors. It's one of four or five major factors of the diversity of the traffic sources. Um, and so when as much as possible, and this is when when you see the mini chat flows that like they, they, they hurt your brain. Um, we use those features to be able to like their randomizer to say, OK, let's send 10 different paths for these customers where I'm checking off Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, like all of these different signals. So as much as you can do it, that's great. What works the best right now is Google properties. So as much as you can send that through YouTube, that's definitely encouraged. Um, and, and even just again, a link in the description or just saying, hey, find our product by searching key phrase on, on Amazon, you can find it now. That, that's, that concept of laundering it Amazon puts a greater weight on some of these different different traffic sources. I feel like we just started and we're like 45 <laughs> minutes in. I have so many questions. I, I could sit here and talk to you all day. There's all kinds of cool stuff you can do though too, man. I'm telling you, many chat, you know, you, and this is why I, I totally empathize with sellers because there's so much that I, I know this and I'm saying there's so much that you can do. Um, you know, you can, you can drive page interactions. So that's a rank factor. So you have your customers find their favorite review so if they're scrolling through a detail page, Amazon likes that time on detail page. If you can get them all the way to the bottom of it, have them scouring reviews before they purchase, um, it's it's what I like to call a pre-purchase prompt. And that's something in ManyChat, uh, and you could do this. You could still take that influencer campaign if we kind of extrapolated that and we let the influencer know, hey, we're just going to have these customers complete a few steps. They're still going to get a free product. But all, the, all we're going to ask them in ManyChat, we're going to send them a message and say, hey, 
this is the product we're interested in offering up today. Would you mind finding one of your favorite reviews? What really resonates with you? And that detail page interaction, huge boost because Amazon doesn't love detail page add to cart purchase. They love that investment, which is so intuitive, right? Like they love customers spending time and investing that time on detail pages. Next level, Troy. That's next level. Yeah. <laughs> this is such a fascinating conversation to me. And I think, uh, I mean, the flows that you're talking about, you when people sign up that these are pre-built right mm -hmm. and they can because i mean the life of an amazon seller is i mean managing your ppc all day going through all that stuff going talking to suppliers i mean it's over it's things and then you're like oh now i've got to design some complicated manage yeah. flow that's going to be the last thing that you ever get to but it's the thing don't you do it yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the last thing that can it's the get you the next level Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, this is, this is, a, this is fascinating. I've learned a couple of things here on this. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's fun to geek out on. <laughs> I love the marketing side. Like it's so creative. There's so many different, like that whole detail thing that that's like, I've, I've thought of that, but like, I've never thought like, Oh, that makes sense. Make them scroll down a little bit and look at the, you hear like, you don't want them to go straight to add a car. You want them to like look around and, but like that's mm -hmm. that's next level. Like go find the next, <laughs> go find a review you like. That's that's yeah. Or I mean, that's... in your EBC or you know something that you you know what's the last word in our EBC and you bold it or some some way where they're spending a little bit more time oh, on the detail gosh, page. Man. Yeah, that's that's yeah. And you just do that. You don't have to do it extravagantly either. You just are because these strategies work so well. You know, you just want to create those little those little differences though too because those signals matter to Amazon. So. Yeah, that's what we're yeah finding to to really work. This is so. Oh, I'm speechless. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know what to say. Can we get you back on the show? Yeah, soon? no kidding. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> we, can talk, we can talk about more stuff. I mean, this is yeah. this, this really is fascinating. I think this is an area where a lot of sellers they're in the grind and just taking it the next step. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, if you're looking to exit your business at some point, having all these systems in place is huge for the aggregators out there when they're looking at your company. Um, and just obviously in terms of growing your business in general, these are huge. Uh, yeah. And I, I would just add on there too, that yeah. is owning the customer. When we talk to aggregators, that they, they value that asset for sure. Like mm -hmm. if you build that list, they're, they're wanting to build the list with the brands that they've already acquired. But if you can bring that to the table, truly view that as an asset and that's you know that's on your side when it comes to have your have your brand acquired such good stuff all right anybody listening that's, yeah. that's thinking <laughs> okay i've got to get started right away how how do they get started with with seller tools where do they go what do they need to do yeah so we have a 14-day free trial everything that we touched on all the automations all the free flows uh you can all get access to that when you kick off your trial um and uh, I would encourage you to start there. Honestly, get get the free flows. You'll see on our website under automation, uh, mini chat flows. So the truth is we actually make our flows available to anybody. So you could even just look at them before you've even start a trial or, you know, start paid access. So, um, so yeah, you can get in there and get working and, and features like review requests, really simple ones too. And this is where I want to make sure I don't, I don't lose anybody on the, on that side either is really simple stuff. Um, you can start getting reviews even in that 14 day period. You just turn it on, let Amazon do the work. And then we just supplement, we add a lot to that with what we do with Minichat. 
That review yeah. request has been fantastic. That's the yeah. that's one of the best things Amazon's done. Yeah. Is that <laughs> um, yeah. Go ahead, Chris. What are you gonna say? I say go check out your the YouTube too. Seller.tools on YouTube. I don't know if you mentioned that already, but um, you do some really cool videos with another guy, Ian. Um, mm -hmm. That that's super knowledgeable as well. Uh, but I mean, these are this is like this this is next level stuff. Like mm -hmm. this is all marketing. You can run as many PPCs as you want. You can change your image and stuff. But like this is this is taken to a new a new level. Yeah, well, and you can tie it all in too, Chris. Yeah, I mean, if you run PPC, you do post purchase, then you relaunch the list that you you got post purchase. Like, you know, you you can really marry a lot of this stuff in together. But it's all about just making it a priority of, of how am I at the end of the day building my list, reliably ranking, reliably getting more reviews. Love it, great stuff, Troy. We are going to well, get thanks, you guys. back on here. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> No questions asked. I mean, you might have to be a, yeah, a regular because uh, I feel like we could talk about 9,000 topics. It's so good. Um, so thanks for joining us, Troy. We really appreciate it. And for everybody listening out there, if you like content like this, which you should, how could you not like what Troy had to bring today? All this next level stuff he's, he's hitting on today. Uh, make sure that you subscribe to our podcast so that you know when we have new episodes coming out, which is almost every single day we do a podcast. So subscribe to it. Uh, also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Solozo's YouTube channel. You can uh, turn on notifications so you get notified when we go live. Same thing with Solozo's Facebook page. We go live with these podcasts on there as well. So, so uh, like our Facebook page and then turn on notifications there as well. Troy, thanks so much. We'll be back at yeah, this again guys. tomorrow. See ya. Appreciate it.